Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Lessons from Ricky Baker's Marriage, Part 3 of 3. Um, as many of you have pointed out to me, which I really appreciate, um, there's a lot to talk about in learning from Gedolim um, in, in, in many ways. And, and it's definitely, um, you know, when you guys ask questions, it gets me thinking. And I, I agree. There's a lot There's a lot here. And, um, you know, it's something that I definitely going to try to keep in mind to expand. So I want to do three things today. I want to pick up, if you haven't heard Part 1 and 2, I will give you context. This is Ricky Baker's letter written when he was 34 years old after his wife of 18 years had passed away and he was suggested to remarry his actual, the wife, his second wife that he actually did remarry. Um, so I want to finish the letter with you and um, I want to do two more things. I want to go over Shlomo Eger, Ricky Vega's um, second son and his life and some of his experiences and then share Ha'ara that I think is very, very powerful. Okay, so we're talking about how sick Ricky Vega was feeling after losing his wife, which is a very beautiful um, thing, not just a gesture, but something that you could see clearly that they had a very, very beautiful and intimate relationship. So he, again, he said that really I'm just davening to Hashem at this time to please save me from this jail. And um, I know other people are suffering as well. Um, so anyway, so he says I'm having um, I'm having a very hard time um, resolving my pain. That's what he says. Um, and he says not only that. But one of the pains that I'm in also is what my next steps in life are, because I guess, you know, his life kind of flashed before his eyes. And he says, you know, there are many great people who, um, who have come before me that they have their calculations about why they wanted to be a Rav and, and how they dealt with their fear of posketing. But he says, for me, that's not something that I want. And I might want to, you know, question that. And he says, even my dear wife, who's in Ghanaian now, she even agreed with me. And again, he's, you know, leaning on her. And we agreed that um, once we married off our kids then um, we would just live in abject poverty, which is so interesting. You know, we would eat pas hariva, dry bread, and mahim lachatz, and you know, a small amount of water, and just serve Hashem together. And um, it's really, really fascinating. And he says, that's, that's what we both agreed on as soon as we married off our kids, meaning they took the responsibility of Parnassah very serious, and they had children they had to marry. Like, like I said, they only married off two out of their four kids. Um, and, you know, at that point, we would have stopped working and just lived and served Hashem, which could you imagine Ricky Vegas about his Hashem? Um, and he says, um, and, and, and he even says a famous line again. This is also famous that he says, you know that I've told many times, uh, my friend, who I believe he's writing a letter to or he's quoting someone else, that I'd rather just be a shamish in a basic census or a, a watch guard at night and, you know, to get a little bit of money from that and support myself, but let, to learn most of the day. Um, and that's, that's a phenomenal thing that Ricky Baker's saying. So a person should, you know, kind of help prioritize themselves. So he also says, um, that um, I have to also figure out um, how to take care of my my mother. Um, I just want to go back to that for one second. Um, yeah, so um, I guess he, he I guess his mother was living with him and he was taking care of her, um, and he says that that uh, she's she's a really really important. Um, um, she's a really important part of that factor as well. Um, I might be misreading that, by the way. It's a little bit confusing, but it seems like either the Kala, who he was going to marry, or his own mother was in the house, and he needed to figure out like how to how to take care of her as well. So anyway, he basically says, as you see, I have a lot on my mind, and um, my, my mind is scattered like a dream. It's kind of not making any sense, and this is not the time to settle and make decisions. And um, he says... Um, therefore, I made up that I'm not passing anything or deciding anything until after Pesach. And um, 
I need to just deal with my Avel, my warning, and my pain, um, and that's it. And also, um, what's it called? He says, I also read into your words that, that even the family that's offering their daughter to me, they're not sure if it's a good shidduch either. And again, I told you that um, in the first one, historically, that it was a good shidduch, and, but the thing is, Ricky Vega was 34, and she was 16. And they ended up having 13 kids together uh, in, their 40, in their 39-year marriage. But anyway, so um, bottom line is, thank you for thinking of me, but this is not the right time. And um, what's it called? And therefore, uh, we're not making a Kenyan. We're not moving this forward. Um, so also, he says, I'm also concerned that that um, my brother-in-law, who's offering his daughter, you know, maybe he's also in mourning, and maybe he also is not sincere. So you see the sensitivity here. Um, so therefore, I'm not... Therefore, I'm not going this path. I don't know if it's a straight path, and especially out of respect to my father-in-law, who I don't want to insult. Um, and anyway, very, very fascinating. So he says, "I um, uh, therefore I've written I've written you this small letter, and let me clear the tears off my face, and then later on we'll we'll address this together." You know, thank you. And we're actually missing the end part of the letter. We don't know exactly how he signed. Okay, so there's a tremendous amount of depth in that letter, and I recommend that you get hold of it yourself. It's, again, in this Igros Riki Veger and Yana Mishpartim, Family Matters, Kufches. Um, sorry, Kuftes. Kufches is uh, to know him with his, with his original wife. So I want to um, kind of share a few more things. Um, so Shlomo Eger was a Riki Veger's son who was born in 1785. Now, remember I told you that Riki Veger got married in in uh, at age 16 in 1778. So we don't know exactly when his first son was born, um, but his first son uh, was Avraham. He might have been born a year or two after they were married. Again, we don't know exactly how old his wife was when they got married. She might have been 14 or 15 or 16 um, you know, as well. So it could be that they waited a little bit of time where she wasn't able to get pregnant right away, etc. But we know that Shlomo Eger was born when Ricky Veger was basically... Um, Ricky Veger was born in 1761. So in 1785, he was a young man. He was a very, very young man, 20, 23, 24. Um, and he had Rishlomo Eger, who, who really became the mamali of, you know, of his father. And he married him off young. Um, at age, in 1801, he married him off. Um, remember, this is age 16. And uh, this boy, Shlomo Eger, had lost his mother uh, when he was very, in, in 1796. So he was a very, very young boy when his mother passed away. Uh, he was 11 years, 10, 11 years old, and Ricky Vega married him off a few years later at age 16. And Rivka Golda was the was the shidduch, and uh, she was a chashev woman. And after he was married to her uh, for about 42 years, um, she became very sick, and the doctor said that she was going to die. And she ended up pulling through, um, and she ended up living for another uh, 20 years, actually. But um, from 1843 to 1845... Uh, she was sick, and you'll see some of the letters that he writes about her, that he was taking care of her. And he actually, Shlomo Eger actually passed away in 1852. He was 67 years old. Then his wife passed away 10 years later um, in 1862. So I want to share with you a few things. Um, so in Yoradea, Simon Bays, Shlomo Eger writes that my mind is not with me because my dear wife, my hush of amazing wife, is sick. And uh, we don't know what's going on with her. And, and we, the doctors actually lost hope, but I just hope to Hashem that he will do Yasa Imanu Nisim with us miracles. The, you see the closeness there. Vinaflos and amazingness, Latova, to take care of her. So I can't really talk in halacha. 
Um, and he says, the svarim that I look at are like sifrei chasim. They're closed off to me. And then he writes later in Simon Gimel also in the same time period. Because of my sins, because Hashem, for the last five weeks, I've literally just been caring for my tzalasi, uh, my my uh, rib, my tzadikas, the chola, and my hand um, are... Are, my hands are weak in mourning, and uh, my head is not with me. And her name is Rivka Goldabas Adasa. Please daven for her. And he says, I haven't touched the safer, um, obviously because his mindset. And also he says, because I'm downstairs with her, and my svarim is in the upstairs. So that's what he says. So literally, you see that he literally was taking care of her. Um, which, again, please don't listen to this and say, well, why doesn't my husband do that for me? Or why doesn't my wife do that for me? You know, there's this is a 40-year 40, 40 marriage. So sometimes we judge our spouses by you know, much higher standards. Um, and one of the things that Rav Shlomo Eger wrote to his son is, please always be careful with respect to your wife, to give her love and give her respect, um, not to yell at her. And if she does something that you disagree with, just be grateful to her in your heart and thank Hashem that he gave you a, be- a, a beautiful and amazing good wife. And yeah, there are some imperfections and that's okay. And obviously this would work both ways. Um, and if you don't like what she, do- she does, then just softly talk to her about it. And hopefully she'll listen and explain it to her reasonably and do it as a request. Okay. So there's so much to learn here. I just want to um, share one more point about Hassam Sofer as well. He also took care of his wife. And there's a letter that he has also where he says that she had just given birth and he's not able to disturb her and look up a safer also that was in the room. Very fascinating. But one of the things I want to say is that um, um, Hassam Sofer was related to Ricky Vager because Ricky Vager's daughter – um, Cheryl or Sarla, his youngest daughter, um, she got married and she, I believe she had one daughter and her husband died very tragically, um, very, very young. And um, when the Hassam Sofer's wife, first wife, passed away, Hassam Sofer was 51 years old. He had been married um, and they never had children together. Whole long story in itself. And the Moskilim thought they had won. They had got this man and, and that he would never, he was, he was one of their biggest opponents and he would never have children. And um, Ricky Vega heard about, you know, the Chassam Sofer being available. The Chassam Sofer heard about Ricky Vega's daughter, and they were both very interested in the Shidduch. And the, the love and respect that the two of them had for each other were amazing. But the problem is Ricky Vega is one year older than the Chassam Sofer. So Ricky Vega at that time was about 52, and the Chassam Sofer was 51, and his daughter was in her, I believe, late 20s. And um, she married, she, she, at the end of the day, she ended up marrying the Chassam Sofer, and they had a beautiful marriage. And the Chassam Sofer took very good care of her. And in many of the letters that are actually printed in this Igor Suriki Vegar, he writes to the Chassam Sofer, and at the bottom, he writes letters to his daughter, like asking how she's doing, and sending regards, and telling her he's thinking about her, and writing that he's sad that he heard that she was sick. She actually died from, from one of the illnesses that he writes about. And there's a whole story that the Chassam Sofer didn't even tell her, but she passed away. He passed away. But anyway, she died very, very young as well, but not before. Um, having 10 children with Hassam Sofer. The youngest daughter was Simcha. He was kind of, she was kind of the apple of the eye of the Hassam Sofer. Anyway, there's a lot to say, but one of the stories that I love, it's printed in the Hassam Sofer book by Art School, it's printed a few places as well, was that basically when Reiki Vegar heard about Hassam Sofer and the Hassam Sofer heard about Reiki Vegar's daughter, so Hassam Sofer asked his Dayan, one of his Rosh Bezdins, you know, maybe ask, ask Reiki Vegar, um, you know, if he's interested in me, but tell him that he has to be mochel, that you're supposed to marry off your daughter to a boss Tamil Chacham and, and to, to a Tamil Chacham, and clearly I'm not. So ask him if he could be mochel. So the um, Ricky Vega wrote back to 
this dying when it, when it was suggested that listen, you're supposed to marry a Bas Talmachacham and that I'm not. So if 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 Chassam Sofer will be mochel that you're marrying a girl who's not a Bas Talmachacham because of her father, me, Ricky Vega, then I'm mochel the fact that um, that, that that you're not a Talmachacham. And the Shidduch went through. So you see the respect the two of them had for each other. One of my favorite stories is that when Ricky Vega came to visit at the beginning of their marriage, um, the Chassam Sofer and Ricky Vega both had a minute not to sing Shalom Aleichem. A whole long story. Why not? But I'll actually explain it in a drop. And um, that week when they were both there, they both sang. So Cheryl went over to her father and, and husband and said, each asked them both individually, like, what happened? I don't understand. I thought your minute is not to sing it. So they both said the same thing. They both said, no, the reason we don't sing it is because it's not respectful. Who, who am I that I claim that I'm being malava, that I'm being, that I'm being um, accompanied by malachim? And he said, but, but Ricky Vega, my father-in-law, is here, so of course they're malachim. I sang it for him. And Ricky Vega said the same thing. Who am I? But the Chassam Sofer, of course he's malafa by, by malachim. And by the way, I think they both knew who they were because the Chassam Sofer writes in Archaim that the Gemara says that when a person went to the bathroom, think about the madriga they were on, you're supposed to say, his chavdu malachim, please, angels, step aside. It's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. And nowadays, you don't do it with yura. The Chassam Sofer writes there, but if you're, if you're a tzaddik and you know you're in touch with these angels that surround you, then uh, you could say it to yourself. It seems to be the Chassam Sofer was hinting to something there. But anyway, I want to just say that the Yavitz explains, by the way, that those two malachim that surround, that, that, that walk with you are actually Yitzhahari, Yitzhotov, but it seems to be there are other angels as well because they're malachim for Shabbos, just like we have by Yaakov, there's malachim for Chutzlar, it's Naritz Israel. But it does seem to be there are other angels there. But I don't know what these things mean. But anyway, those are interesting stories. Now, I, to- I promised you a ha'ara that I thought you would enjoy. So I want to just share with you that in Shalos Hashuvah's Riki Vega, this is my ha'ara, which I-, I-, I think is something that's phenomenal and, and deserves a lot of attention. In Shalos Hashuvah's Riki Vega, there is a whole list of all the gittin that Riki Vega wrote. It's a pinkus which is a you know, historical document from the Besden, from his Besden. And it gives a list of all the, um, the Gittin that, that they wrote. And in fact, even that list is really is, is, is not all Ricky Vega because, like, for example, the last one written in 1840 is actually signed by his son, Shlomo Eger, who presided over it. And Ricky Vega died in 1837. Anyway, how many Gittin were written in, in, in the 22 years that he was the Moritz Edek in, uh, in uh, Posen? 22 years. He was there. How many get? And you would expect thousands. That's what you find in a Jewish community, unfortunately. And he's the Av Bezdin. So they all came. 72 getting. Okay? That means about three to four per year. Could you imagine? How did that happen? So you might say, well, back then they didn't have as much problems. But there's actually a big debate about that historically, whether it's true or it's not true. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get involved with that so much right now because I've heard both opinions that, you know, the Jewish community is larger and therefore you're going to have a larger divorce rate. But all I want to say is that I believe that when you have a marriage like Ricky Vager, like Roshlomo Eger, and you see Gedolim that have beautiful marriages like this, that inspires the generation to have beautiful marriages. And if we watch the people that we trust and love and appreciate, um, and we see what they do in their marriage, how they connect, how they create Shalom, how they create connection with one another, that can inspire us as well. And we should be Zoha to do that, to think about how Ricky Vager's marriage of 18 years with his first wife and and you know, 39, almost 40 years with his second wife, how that inspired a generation, perhaps, I would suggest, and how that made it that Shalom bias was the in thing as opposed to divorce, and how Shalom reigned supreme. And, and look at the beautiful, illustrious family that he created. And we should be Zochet to create that as well.